0: Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast brought to you by Web Summit. I'm your host today, Sean Curtin. Who am I, you may ask? Well, I'm the head of our Startups track for Web Summit and for our events globally. Uh, we bring together hundreds of companies each day of Web Summit, companies very much in their infancy, right up to some of the largest success stories that will grace our stages. Today, I want to bring you some actionable insights to walk away with on how to make the most of your time before, during, and after Web Summit. To do that, I'm going to be joined by two fantastic founders who've attended many of our events over the years. First off, we're going to have Daniela Braga. She is the founder and CEO of Define Crowd. We're also going to be joined by Veronique Barbosa. She's the co founder and CEO of Flux Systems, a startup working within the fintech space out of the UK. So, we're joined today by Daniela Braga. She is the founder and CEO of Define Crowds, a Portuguese startup working within the AI space. Uh, Daniela, thanks for coming along. Welcome on board.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you very much. Um, so you're a very interesting one in the sense that um, I think the whole way through your, your journey as a company, um, you've actually uh, exhibited it at Web Summit. So starting back, and I think it was, was it 2016 or 2017, you came first as a, as an alpha company. Um, you've since moved on to, to beta, um, and now you're joining us as a growth company uh, as well as speaking on stage. Um, so I suppose uh, maybe a good question to start off with is, you know, why do you keep coming back? What are the benefits that you're, you're seeing with an event like Web Summit?
1: So, yes, we, we, the first year was 2016, it was right after we raised our seed round. And it was, first of all, that being uh, we are an American company with all the products made in Portugal. So, it, our CTO is their product, engineering, machine learning. A big event like that in Portugal was absolutely um, a must. Uh, to be there, and we did get back then big support from Microsoft because we were one. We had graduated their accelerator in Seattle, so that that was how everything started. And we keep coming every year, a little different reasons. Uh, if in the first few years we were mostly um, the, the connections were mostly. Uh, around marketing and uh, fundraising, because you do have a, a big presence of investors. Uh, this time around is a little different. We have uh, fun- fundraised. We also uh, are, we closed our next round of funding that is still undisclosed and I can't talk about it yet, but it's in the process of being finalized and it's getting bigger and bigger, really. Yeah, that, that, that's been the main focus.
0: Super. And you kind of touched on something interesting there in which you, the sort of audiences and the objectives that you, that you and the team are going after have changed each year. Um, has that changed, you know, I suppose, the type of people that you bring to the event? Um, has it changed maybe the approaches that you guys take before the, the event or afterwards? Um, it, it
1: changes only, I mean, not, it really, we become a bigger company, we become a more solid, have a more solid story. Um, we, we, what changes is then we, um, for example, don't take uh, certain meetings. If in the first year and uh, maybe second, we would take more meetings than we probably should have we learn to manage that a lot better because it's really a big event and there's a lot of...
0: Uh... So you actually mentioned something interesting there, Daniela, in that you um, you actually say no to meetings now. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one because I think startups sometimes don't know whether to say yes to everything, uh, to go in with a packed schedule or, or to see what happens uh, when they get to the event. Um, so what are the types of meetings you don't say no, you don't agree to and, and what are the types of meetings that you, that you do like to have?
1: Absolutely. So first of all, there's a ton of inbound uh, emails around uh, uh, consulting companies that help startups build offshore they i mean that's one of the things that don't work for us it's all in-house so that that's one example of of meetings we don't take um then over time uh, as we grew up um certain researching certain investors uh, would have been helpful before we went into meetings uh, we obviously only learned that at the third time really So first of all they all look investors and there's the whole thing that you don't turn out turn down uh, investor meetings but in as a matter of fact uh, investors are so important as clients you have to take to look at them, investigate them, understand the size of funds they have, the types of companies they invest before you take a meeting and and the size of fund is really the biggest uh, part depending on the stage you are uh, because for example uh, a company that is raising 10 million can take meetings from investors that are uh raising that that have funds in the order of 100 to 100 million there's absolutely no way uh, they will ever invest in a- they will, and they may they may be even still interested in talking with you, but they're gonna waste your time. so there, there are there are things like that that dynamics like that you that that we only know
0: once you you have some experience. Of course, on the on the investment front, um, when you were you know fundraising at that stage prior to meeting um, Evolution Equity Partners, um, were you were you you know prepare you know researching those those investors pre- prior, or was it a case of we have a meeting, great, let's go and and, and see what happens? Is it is it only now that you're imp- applying that 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 logic, um, or, or w- was that that the case back then? That's a, that's an interesting thing with Evolution.
1: We. Uh, were fundraising uh, or more preparing ourselves to fundraise for a Series A. I I wasn't, uh, it really happened very fast and they didn't ask for a meeting. So the the beauty about Evolution is that they invited me almost uh, to this uh, VIP dinner that they hosted. I don't know how they found me. So that's how that worked. It was not uh, through the uh, traditional matchmaking meetings. It was through uh, this kind of uh, guest-restricted uh, list of invites. And, and they, some people do that, some funds do that. I will, it was just a great chemistry and we clicked uh, in that night. Uh, and I believe we had the term sheet uh, two months later, if not uh, something like that. So it was... And, and the whole other rest of the consortium I also met there. Uh, which is also interesting. Uh, Kibo Ventures, uh, EDP, a few others that came along in that uh, Series A also were met. Th- those ones also not necessarily through. Uh, um, I feel like the our best story was meeting investors not through the matchmaking. Not that it's not a good one. Mm-hmm. It's the best probably option to put people. Uh, in this kind of matchmaking speed dating fast uh, fast connection but I didn't meet my series A investors like that uh, it was in the hallways through through others that inv- introduced us to to them and evolution
0: certainly found me uh, that was that was great yeah I can I can imagine. Um, you, you touch on an interesting point around the the sort of the investor meetings and, and the matchmaking that takes place. I think for for some startups there is maybe um um, an innocence or a misunderstanding as to how much to prepare or or what to expect is is a useful conversation to have, to have had with someone through the investor meetings. Um, you mentioned that, you know, with evolution equity partners, you managed to to wrap things up within two months, which is, you know, actually quite quick, I think for, 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 for a lot of startups that are, are raising. What do you think, uh, for someone who say you someone who has an investor meeting lined up, what are the, maybe what should they be trying to get across or what do you think is a realistic outcome after the, you know, 15 or 20 minutes that you spend with an investor?
1: It's, that's absolutely how it all starts, really. Uh, if it's if you if you don't have if you're not lucky of of, of being uh, in a oh, invited to a dinner like that, <laughs> uh, or and and even if we were invited to a dinner like that and didn't work out for many reasons, uh, I think the matchmaking is still very valuable. I still met a bunch of investors through times like that. The first Five minutes are really, um, the, are really the key to, to sparkle interest. Of course, there's a long uh, story between those five minutes until I, a financing round, uh, but it's uh, the way you tell the story. But one thing that I think entrepreneurs miss, and I miss myself before, is that uh, you're not just uh, selling yourself. You're also interviewing your next uh, board. So it's more it's more important that you go with your with the approach that I yes I am going to tell in 5 minutes what we do and why it's worth investing but it doesn't matter it doesn't mean that everybody should be interested in me because I have to also be interested in my next uh, boss
0: really yeah it's, it's a it's a fantastic point um i think especially with an event like any event especially like web summit where uh you know you get the email and you see the the meeting come in uh, it's all the you know it's all excitement and and trying to impress whereas actually you know taking a different approach of thinking uh is this person the right fit for me as well um is, is definitely something you know rather than waste potential months afterwards that you know uh, going down a path that, that may not work out um in that five minutes you mentioned how how key it is to sort of get your uniqueness across that's an interesting one um you've been coming to our events for for a very long time. Um, and I would say probably before um, companies, you know, saying they work with an artificial intelligence was was in vogue, which it certainly feels like it is now. Um, previously, we would have seen the same with maybe cryptocurrencies or, or blockchain startups, those kind of things. How do you nowadays, I suppose your reputation speaks for itself, but for any earlier stage of company, how do you differentiate yourself when you you know if someone comes to the booth maybe it's media or a partner whoever it may be how do you differentiate what you're doing uh with lots of other people who are claiming to be unique in, in the same industry
1: i think honestly we we set up goals we stick to them and uh we deliver on the numbers and that kind of mindset and i know that it's very easy to say and not easy to do but the reality is, if you stick to your plan and you deliver on your promise and on the numbers, then the numbers speak for themselves, and and at that point you, uh, in, in and that you're you're outstanding already. But you always have to set up not regular goals, ambitious goals, and those goals uh, are hard to, to beat. This is why not everybody can. Outstand but but that's that's my formula is sticking to your the to your promise and and uh, and And even if sometimes it, it takes um, It takes a village to get there it takes a lot of push to get there It takes a lot of motivation to your team to be able to execute But that's that's what it is. The numbers then event
0: speak for themselves Okay, perfect great. Thanks Um, Super. So we're also joined by Veronique Barbosa. She is the co-founder and COO of Flux, a startup working within the payments and receipts space based in the UK. Um, Veronique has an interesting uh, backstory when it comes to Web Summit. Uh, She's joining us this year in 2019 uh, as the co-founder of her own company. Prior to that, she was employee number four at Revolut, uh, where she joined us for several of our events. Uh, Veronique, you're very welcome.
2: Thank you. Good to be here
0: great stuff. Um, So I thought maybe to start things off, um, a a useful exercise would be, and this is something that lots of our our early stage founders will be preparing. If I was to come by your booth uh, on the day that you exhibit, maybe you could give me sort of the 30 second elevator pitch uh, for what you're doing with Flux.
2: Sure. So Flux is solving a really simple problem. We think it's insane that today the only way to access and keep a record of exactly what we buy in the real world is on little pieces of paper um, that we we call receipts. And when you think about the use of receipts, it's used almost in our everyday lives, whether for expensing, claiming loyalty points, uh, using it to track nutrition and fitness, et cetera, et cetera. So we are on a mission to liberate that, that data by connecting uh, our payment cards with exactly what we buy at some of the biggest merchants in the UK. So, no one has solved this problem before and no one else has this database so we are the first we believe we're the first in the world to be building this at scale and we're really happy to be working with some of the biggest merchants already in the UK like Just Eat and KFC and also some of the biggest bank names uh, in the UK in the challenger space like Monzo and Starling Bank and also be working with Barclays for now in, in the capacity of their launchpad app which is their test environment for
0: new features amazing thank you very much um it's actually one of my biggest pet peeves is receipts as well so i'm uh, very much looking forward to the day that i can use this in, in dublin and in Ireland as well so uh, do let me know um you kind of so we've we've touched uh, very much on, on sort of how to approach someone uh, when they come to your booth, and that was a fantastic elevator pitch. If I if I say so myself, um, how have you found, or you know, maybe what's your strategy around maximising the value on, on the day that you exhibit? Um, is it a case of, of getting uh, users? Um, is it you know holding meetings? What what would you do to make the most of, of the day that you do exhibit at the event? So
2: you're you're right that I've I've now been. Um that Web Summit in a very, very different capacity focusing on a very B2C business mm-hmm. where the, the objective was really clear for us at the time. This was to, in 2015 where the only thing that mattered for, for us at Revolut was user user acquisition and user growth. So we spent um, a good few weeks before the the event planning out exactly how we wanted to make the most of that and, and how to maximize uh, downloads at the booth or anyone that we interacted with. So in the same, in the same style of thinking with, with Flux, like we've got very clearly defined objectives for the conference and we have like a, a, for us on the B2B side, a target list of potential partners that we are super keen to meet Mm. and we are keeping um, that focus very targeted. You know, we're uh, creating um, you know, very, very, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding too creepy. But you know, we, every, everyone who's attending the conference, let's just say they know exactly what uh, the the target people we want to be like, what they look like, so that we know that if they pass by the booth or if we see them at an event, that we can grab them and and have that conversation that that we want. Um, so I think my advice to anyone attending is have a really clear, written down objective uh, for for you and your team about what you want to achieve from the conference because. Um, having that clearly laid out will, will optimize it for you. So even when interacting with you guys and the web summit team, um, having a really clear objective of what you want is, is helpful for people who are trying to help you connect and, and, and maximize that opportunity. So if you don't have it written down and you don't have it clear amongst the team, then I think it's, you know, it's, it's less likely that you can have a, have the outcome that you want.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, it's it's it is a little bit creepy, but it's also a fantastic plan. Um, so uh, I I did say I wanted actionable insights. Yeah, that's actually fantastic. Uh, like obviously, a lot of people always say prepare for an event, but like actually thinking, what does that person look like in case I see them is is a really really great strategy. Um, on the day that you exhibit as well, you really have no idea who's going to come round, and uh, you get all sorts of people, right from massive speakers um, down to you know a potential partner or, or an investor, whoever it may be. Um, so if, if you know who it is and, and you recognise them um it, it's always great um super um i actually noticed prior to the event as well um you you guys have been kind of promoting your attendance uh, on linkedin and, and uh, getting the word out there that, that you're attending um in terms of you know coming into the event you, you know who you want to meet are people walking in now with like a very packed schedule are you kind of letting a bit of serendipity take part there is there such thing as maybe being too busy should you leave yourself open to to seeing what what happens or do you think go in knowing you're meeting this person on that day at this time
2: so we've, I'd say it's fifty-fifty. So we've we've secured the meetings that we really wanted with some key media in advance and uh, some investors in advance, but we've also left a large part of it up to, like you say, serendipity. Because yeah. we have a list, you know, of about six six names that we are extremely keen to meet uh, from retailers. Uh, global and UK-based retailers at, at the C level. That you know, it's 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 really rare to get an opportunity to get you know even five ten minutes with, say, the CMO of, of Burger King. So um, that you know, that is someone that we don't have a scheduled meeting with at the at the moment. But we are razor focused on getting in front of uh, while while we're at the conference. So I'd say it's about 50, 50 We we've left definitely some flexibility in there to make sure that we can take those opportunities that are are, are really valuable at web summit. So I I remember my, my first experience back in 2015 having that also target list for, at the time for us was more VC based. Um, and obviously we had the consumer side when we were exhibiting, but on the VC side, we had a really closed target list. And I remember one of the web summit team coming up to me saying, okay, um, remind me of your target list. And I said, okay, there's, there's this one VC we really want to meet. They're like, okay, they've got 10 minutes now, come with me. Mm. And, and it's those, those opportunities that you really have to grasp um, and, and be ready for.
0: Of course, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, on that, you kind of mentioned the the investor meetings there, and that's a facility we run that's quite successful at the event. Um, I think lots of startups obsess over it, and I suppose rightly so. It's, it's a massively important part. Um, but you've mentioned something interesting that you know, you're know you eyeing up a lot of partners, and obviously uh, revenue is, is massive for the, the, the future success of, of any company. What, what's a realistic, say if you meet a potential partner, what's the sort of a realistic, um, you know maybe it might be 15, 20 minutes, what would you be hoping to get across in that meeting? Um, and... Uh, you know, what, what do you think is a realistic outcome for that? It's the same with investors. Some people think I'll walk in, I'll come out with a term sheet, it'll be perfect. That's not really how it works. It's the same with partners. You know, what would you be hoping to achieve after after a 20 minute meeting?
2: Yeah, you're right. Especially with any kind of, for us on the B2B side, if, if we were to get in front of C-level retailers that we're keen to meet, the best outcome we'd be looking for is a initial buy-in to the vision and for them to then delegate to someone on their team to investigate further so once you have you know getting that initial buy-in is probably the hardest thing you can do and if you can within 20 minutes and i think it's achievable persuade someone of your vision and of your product uh, then the best next thing could be for them to delegate um, someone in their team to investigate further and and then to hopefully close the deal
0: how do you plan follow-up after the event? A lot of people put strategy into who am I going to meet? What am I going to do when I get there? After you've had the the the, the event and you've met someone, do you follow up straight away? Do you wait until the week's over so that it's in the top of their inbox? Do you have a defined strategy around how you'll, you'll close things post the event?
2: We do. So we have a pre-set-up Google form. So this is specifically for our, our exhibition day that um, anyone passing by the booth, like if they'd like to follow up with the flux team. Like we would take just a couple of details from them, their email, their company. And from there, like we have automated filters that would immediately ping our sales team on Slack, um, to immediately like follow up. So if we know that, for example, this is a head of head of innovation at a bank, then it would immediately ping our head of banks machine and, um, she could pick it up from there. She'll be obviously back, uh, back at home in, in the
0: office in London. Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, again, uh, obsessive levels of, uh, of detail being put into uh, to the thing. It's very impressive. I have to say um, maybe I mean, obviously flux is, is, is quite large now and it's growing uh, ever more. Um, you know, some of our startups may be, you know, two or three person teams. A lot of companies will be bringing between maybe two to four or five people. How do you decide who goes to an event, especially when your team is growing, you know, it's quite easy at the start when there's only three of you, all three of you are going to be going. How do you decide now um, this person needs to go ahead of ahead of another person?
2: So again, it comes back to the, what are our objectives from this conference and working backwards from who's the best people for those different objectives. So um, it, for us, it's as simple simple as that. And then determining Who's available um, and who has doesn't have any other critical projects blocking them from from attending. So we've made sure that the team the t- team that is attending is pretty diverse. We have our uh, someone from you know very senior from our sales team going. Um, two two of the three uh, founders will be there for majority of the time, and uh, someone representing. Are the customer side of our business from the customer operation side so we're really bringing the kind of full 360 of sales to also you know the founder side looking after product and strategy plus the the customer facing side of the business so we made made sure to keep it balanced
0: okay perfect Um the event obviously runs from, you know, 9 a.m. till, till 5 or 6. Um, but there's there's much more to the event than that. There's the night summit as well. Um, have you found that or, do you know, do you think that's a useful way to, to, to build out connections? Um, or are you guys going to bed early uh, to make sure that you have a, a full day of, of uh, kind of uh, energy ahead for, for, for you know, the, the Wednesday and the Thursday?
2: So I find that one harder to comment on. The last time I was at Web Summit, I was... We were we were pitching, so we were part of the startup pitch competition. so we we went through to the semifinals. so i was I was actually representing and pitching for us. so i I, I was pretty careful not to to exaggerate too much in the evenings. But um what I found really helpful was like the specific um, startup dinners that sometimes were organized for like the the different segments. So depending uh, what um, I don't know how you guys call it, like this year we're coming in the growth summit. So any specific events for that. Um I those those I found really really helpful.
0: Perfect. Okay, super. Um Veronique, thanks very much for that. Um before I let you go, um, you know, obviously you're going to be at the event. Uh, if there's anyone listening in particular, um, who do you want to meet? Uh who who would you like to reach out to you?
2: So in terms of of who we'd love to meet, I think I've mentioned one of them already, so I, I promise yeah. I'm <laughs> um but I I'd really love to meet with Fernando, the CMO of Burger King. Um Manique, the CPO of Uber, and Verde Vogels, CTO of Amazon. Uh, we have a very, very exciting retail tech business working already with the likes of Just Seed and KFC, and, and I think we should chat.
0: Okay, perfect. I love it. The ambition is is magnificent. Um, Veronique, thanks very much for chatting to us. Uh, we're going to leave it there, uh, and uh, see you in Lisbon. Thank you. See you in listen. Okay, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. And thanks to both of our guests, Daniela and Veronique. Um, You'll be able to find Daniela speaking on Monday uh, during opening night on Center Stage. Um, They'll also be exhibiting Define Crowd on Wednesday. As for Flux, you'll be able to find them on day one on the Tuesday exhibiting. And Veronique's co-founder, Matty, will be speaking on the Growth Summit on Wednesday. Both Define Crowd and Flux are searchable through our app. I'd very much recommend downloading that. Uh, you can find any company, uh, any person, um, and any talk happening uh, that relates to the startups at Web Summit. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you all in Lisbon.